Welcome to part two of our CEO chat, guys. I'm joined again with Tamasha Suber, amazing, amazing business coach. Leadership is her her main primary focus. She's uh, just honestly an all around amazing person, right? If you guys can get that from part one. If you haven't listened to part one, please do not listen to this. Go back to part one, start there, and then join us here. So we are diving into really just kind of what irks us on the internet even more. So we're talking about group coaching cohorts, okay? Tamasha and I always like to joke that we are kind of like everyone's second or third business coach uh, because we're not really the traditional like influencer coach out there. So we're talking about what makes a not so great coaching cohort program mastermind and we're helping you design masterminds cohorts programs that are going to get your clients excellent results and build your retention as well we're also going to dive into not so great hires that we've made both coaches uh team members right and then we're going to give you some networking tips at the end there's probably some stuff i missed in there but you get the point guys dive in you're gonna love this one can't wait enjoy Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a seven-figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited about this next topic. Ooh. Come on, Taylor. Yeah, I feel like you're teasing Ooh. me. Ooh. All right. All right. Me too. Me too. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about some group programs. All right. So yes. I'm so pumped with this. Oh my god. I just I literally like I mean we I might have to cut this and make this podcast too, to be honest. So like fucking group programs, y'all. Like I I'm going to let you kick this off, but like essentially everyone is starting them. Everyone has a group program and that's okay. I'm, I'm cool with you having one unless it yeah. is trash and then I'm not cool with you having one. So, yeah. you know, what are you noticing that, that these people are doing now? You know, I think what, what I notice is that people are starting the group program focused on this concept of it being high ticket. People literally are so driven on like, I want to start this high ticket program, this high ticket group coaching program, instead of it being results driven. And so you got people out here paying 10K or plus that I see if it's, if it's 10K or plus, like, don't get me wrong, anything less than that is still a lot of money. But 10K plus is like, we're, we're up there. Okay, we're in vehicle, we're in vehicle range. And they're spending this money, right? And they're like getting modules with people sitting on the floor, you know, looking like they just got through meditating or... I'm sorry. Hold on. What the fuck? You said, yeah. you said people sitting on the floor in these modules? People sitting on the floor recording in their modules or they're getting access to previous recordings from other groups, which I'm just kind of like, where's the confidentiality here? Right? So it's just, it's turned into this, I'm going to charge this high ticket to just throw a bunch of content and information inside of here and... I know that some of these things have produced some results, but I haven't proven that if you go in this way, that you're going to be able to get results. It's just all about, let me throw a bunch of content in here. And as long as I feel like it equates to 15, 20, $30,000, I'm going to sell it. And the people need to get in it and figure out how to make the results happen. Um, so that's the first thing that really sticks out to me right now. And it's just like, 
why are we so concerned about the high ticket? If you're able to sell, you're going to make money. I also think high ticket, there's no definition to what the fuck that means, right? Like, does high ticket mean $1,000? Does it mean, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think there's a limit to what, like, I'm going to use myself as as an example. Yeah. I'm always, like, everyone's, like, second business coach, third business coach. They join me because they've been burned by some other coach, whatever. Right. And I'm going to talk about Fitness Coach Academy for a second um, because, you know, it is not the most expensive program on the market. It is literally not. It is under the 5K mark. And people often are like, oh, that's all? Because, like, I don't have pride in charging the most money. Also, at the level of where you're at, you don't have 10,000 to give me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and I have yeah. payment plans, like three three options for you because I just want to help people, you know? And I also think it's important that you're updating your information. I've seen coaches use the same recordings and the same trainings for like three to five years. Now I'm not yes. saying go change your modules every, every six months, okay? But maybe on like a yearly basis, like an annual basis, like update yeah. or throughout the year, add some things, tweak it up, right? Like something that I, I do now is we have like bi-weekly sales trainings with my DM team. And because I got so many questions on DM strategy and I was like, I don't want to use my office hours always answering DM questions. So that's been a bonus for them, a bonus for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. That's the biggest complaint I get too. They paid all this money and they never talked mm-hmm. to the coach. Ooh, that's a big one. Now, like I, <laughs> you can touch on that because I know you have a very firm standing on it. I personally feel like too many people are just wanting to hand their programs over to co-coaches. And let me highlight nothing wrong with having co-coaches. Nope. I think that they can be a very valuable asset. <clears throat> the issue comes where they have not been properly trained, Right. And you don't communicate to people that they're not getting you. And when you see the people selling me, 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 you're going to have access to me, 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 me and my team. And you never show up except to the retreat at the end of the program or to ask me what my wins were. That's a problem. On like a recurring, like Zapier message every month. Yeah. Yeah. Same one periods in the same spot. Yeah. Same emoji. Party horn. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me your goals this week. Party horn. <laughs> Which mini did you make this week? Oh my gosh, great. Don't Can't say wait. anything about the challenges. Can't wait to screenshot that for my story. I'm going to use that testimonial yeah. for two years too. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Listen, no, for like four. Just change the, just take the picture away. Listen, um. I feel very strongly about that as well. <laughs> I, I intentionally, inten- now I will use some testimonials for like maybe one to two months. But yeah. I intentionally post like weekly updates and they're not always just the most fucking glamorous, right? Like not every week am I going to have a screenshot of like 30K, 50K, like that's okay. But yeah, I like to be real and transparent and like I have seen testimonials used for years and I'm like, is, are people not succeeding in that program or like what's going on? listen I say the same thing and then sometimes you go you look up the username and they've like disappeared into the abyss so you're like is this real like was this person actually on the internet I'm very confused (laughs) you know what I mean we love a good testimonial so yeah and I want to touch back on the support coach aspect right because you know I'm at the point now where you know 
I am going to start bringing in support coaches, whatever you want to call them, co-coaches. I don't really have a name. I'm going to come up with something way better than support coach. That just sounds gross to me. But personally, when I bring on a support or a co-coach, I am not going to, and this is just a personal decision, and this is not me saying it's a bad thing, but I am not going to bring in clients. I want to bring in like experts from kind of like that have a little more grit to them or people that are not still working with me, um, mainly because I want to separate that kind of boundary um, from like just clients that have been with me. That's just a personal preference. Nothing wrong with using clients. But um, personally, if I were to bring my clients into my program, knowing damn well that they're trying to scale their own businesses, I don't know if they'll be around for forever, right? Like in, with me. Right. So I want people that are more invested. And so like, you know, I also know that the more I scale, I'm going to have to slowly kind of take myself out of certain programs. And that's just part of scaling, right? Like that's just like an inevitable thing. I can't be in every program for the same amount of time if I want to scale to a certain level. But what I don't like is when you are the face of your business, you are doing the sales calls, or maybe you're not, but you are the one that sold them in the DMs. And then the second you're in their program, the second you're paying them money, you never hear from them again. That to me mm, is trash. Yeah. And the same thing goes for if that person isn't a client anymore, and then you all of a sudden just don't talk to them anymore. You don't respond to them when they reach out. Yeah, I've always thought that that was really weird. Like I pretty much for the most part, talk to every single one of my clients. Oh, and yeah, if I don't, yeah. just because I don't have time or like, I, I mean, don't know. I'm not like, yeah. I'm not going down like the Rolodex of all my past yeah. clients, but like, I'm never going to dismiss you is my point, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. be like, oh, double tap. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm going to like acknowledge you. I'm going to ask how you're doing, whatever, right? Not because I want to like make a sale from you, but because I genuinely gave a shit about being your coach at one time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's just like, but, but to me, like the whole successful group program, like, you know, these, these promises, like you mentioned high ticket, I think there's a lot of promises and just false marketing. And that's why you and I think are people's like second and third business coaches, because people are falling for this marketing, this like promise of making yeah. X dollars in X days or X dollars in X months. And they don't do it. And they're like, well, I don't want to hire Tamasha because I already, I was already told the same shit. And you're like, no, but like, I can actually... Wait, but I can actually yeah, yeah. do that. You know, that's one of the reasons why I don't really sell using money. I will talk about money. Yeah. I love lots of it, but I don't sell using money because I know that I need to stand out to my client. Because mm -hmm. I know that she's already spent a ton of money, right? And so, like, talking about that, it's not a thing for her. Like, she's not afraid to spend it. But I do think that, like, program promises are really starting to be exaggerated. And they're going, they're going so far that it is a scam. Sorry to say, I hate to use that word, but like we're going into scam age where it's really, you're going a lot further than what you know you mm -hmm. can actually promise. And I also want to say too, just because you had that one star client inside of your program does not mean that that becomes your program promise. Just because you had that one client come in that already had an audience that literally had people begging her to create some type of link to sell something doesn't mean that that becomes your program promise. And that's what we see right? We see people take that one client and it, and it, and then that's the only person you see on the sales page for 10 years. <laughs> Literally 10 years. Literally 10 years. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So like basically if you are trying to facilitate like a really successful group program, I think just like go and go, go in it for the right reasons. And, you know, as much as I would love for every coach to be just heart centered and, and have a great Mm -hmm. mission. Like, I know that's not the reality. I know it's not. And I think some coaches care more about just getting you in to make money and then passing you off to every other person. And Mm -hmm. because they have so much clout, they don't give a fuck about retention, right? Like, and that's why they're using the same testimonials over and over again is because it's just like a churn. You know what I'm saying? Like you are just another person on the hamster wheel and it doesn't matter. And, and you know what, that is their prerogative, but that's not you. That's not me. And I love course creation, like so much. All my clients know it. I fucking love launching. I just really love helping my clients get all the nitty gritty laid out for that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing, like we don't launch until we're ready. We don't create until we have like earned mm-hmm. that status um, yeah. until we really can make an impact because just cause you want to work less, that's not why we create group programs. Oh man. Let me tell you. And I think another, <laughs> the, the whole concept of like, yeah, if, you, if you're just like tired of getting on sales calls, make a group program. If you're tired of doing one-to-one calls, make a program, girl. Like, I'm confused. I'm, you know, I'm so confused with the rhetoric behind it because it's like you still gotta, you still gotta work. <laughs> you just don't want to work. Just don't work. Um, but also, like another thing that I'm seeing too that I think is important is I don't think that I see enough diversity in the kinds of expertise being provided in some of these higher level programs, right? Like. Of course, everyone always wants to bring in the mindset coach or they want to bring in the self-care coach or they want to bring in the content, the DM salesperson. But there's so much more to business. And I'm not saying that every coach is responsible for every piece, but there's so much more to business that people need to be learning in some of these programs or at least get exposure to beyond someone just coming in and talking at them. Like, when are we going to talk about, like, how are we going to make sure that people get their business finances in check? Even if you, even if they're not signed up with the accountant, are we going to talk about that at I some point? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're preaching to me, I need to make six figures. How am I going to manage it? Cause I mean, you Taylor, you and I know after making those six figures, it really becomes about managing, generating it is beyond our mind right now. We can make money just, you know, there's a little shake and bake managing that money right? <laughs> a little shake and bake. Not the kind of shake y'all are thinking. Get out of the gutter. But really, you can do it, right? But it's like, I also, like people at that level, they also need other things, right? Like I have a requirement to work with me one-to-one in any capacity. If you don't have an accountant, we can't talk, period, right? That's one of the things that I require, but it's because I understand that. What are we talking about? If I'm getting on the call with you, you're talking about you making, yeah, 25K launch, blah, blah. Baby, you got 3000 in cash. I mean, what are we talking about? Right? And I think that's really causing people to miss the mark. So we need different types of expertise also being exposed in a way where it's not just someone speaking at them, but actually giving them valuable resources and giving them the ability to take action and making them responsible. And, you know, Six figure fitness coach is, is one thing I will say, like when I designed it, I had an idea of what I wanted it to be. And it, it is that, but based on the people that I work with, right. Cause at that level, getting you to six and multi six figures, like you, it's not module based. Okay. It's not like module and template based. It's just not like I, I need yeah. to work with them on a, on a higher level. And so, you know, I've brought in certain 
experts as needed based on their needs, right? It's not like this is it, goodbye. You know what I mean? Like right. something I told you, I'm so freaking stoked about this, but I'm going to start having like, you know, these monthly calls, just my like dude clients. And I'm fucking stoked for my like yeah. gentleman's club. That's what I'm calling yeah. it. I don't give a fuck. It just sounds, it sounds, just, it sounds hilarious. And I'm going to do that. But it's very funny. It's like, what role are you going to play in the gym? Who knows? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but seriously, like, can you guys imagine? Cause if you're listening to this, you know, I mean, guys, this is my podcast too. But what I will say is like, I have a lot of masculine energy and there are a lot of women that have worked with me because they've been babied with other coaches. And now they're like, dude, I'm sick of the NLP. I'm honestly ready for someone to kick my ass. And I think there's a time and place for all of those things, right? I'm not better. It's not, it's just different. And sometimes you need somebody to get down and dirty with your fucking business. And so, you know, I've got these guys and, and my, my programs are predominantly women. And I just think they need a little break from the estrogen sometimes, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I need a break from the estrogen sometimes. No same. I mean, like that's, that's, that's why I got Topsy. She takes care of that for me. Um, and then we resume business, uh, you know, during normal hours, right? No, but jokes aside, like it's super important to have those mindset things. But what I find is that it becomes a quota, right? It becomes just a thing and it's not effective or the person that they brought in isn't the right person for the job. You know what Can I mean? Can we say that one more time? One more time. That the people they brought in, they're not the right people for the job? Yes. Yeah, that. like you're bringing in the wrong fucking people. Yeah, yeah. Can we just, can we like, because I'm literally, I'm going to be honest with you, this is going to sound really funny, but I'm just tired of seeing the same people speaking in the same programs all yeah. over the internet. Can y'all find somebody else? Mm -hmm. Just because somebody has a bunch of followers doesn't mean that that's the person who needs to be speaking inside of your group. No. I feel like your feed is so much different than mine. Like, I would just love to be a fly on the wall. Like, we're going to have to talk about this privately after this podcast. <laughs> There's so many questions. But no, you're right, right? Because like when you, yes, just 100%, you know? And I will say that's what I love about all of my guest speakers. Um, you know, I don't, I don't pick the top followers. I pick who is best for this exact speaking engagement at mm -hmm. this exact time. And I think that, yeah, just a hundred percent, like you, you nailed it on, you nailed it when you said divorce diversity, like there's, Oh, there's the token mindset. There's the token, like, okay, there can be mindset coaching. Sure. But like, I also want to make sure that number one, it's not somebody that's supplementing you. That's what's really important to me in mm. your fitness coach is that if there is a, if there is another coach, a co-coach, whatever you want to call them, they are like supplemental but I'm doing the coaching, right? So it's like yeah. the core coaching, if you will. I'm like the core mm. curriculum, you know? And then we've got like some supplemental stuff. Like we've got the electives, you know, we've got the AP art history. We've got the AP physics. I don't know why I'm saying AP right. everything probably because I was a weird kid that was in all- like I mean, I was, I was AP. I was AP and H too, so shout out. <laughs> shout out. Um, so anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Like we've got your book over here. Like that's, that's like the electives are, are covered. But I think what happens is, you know, uh, what I've seen is, is these, these head coaches will bring on even support coaches that are supposed to be them plus co-coaches. And then when it comes time to talk to them, they're just like, what are your wins? How are we feeling? And it's like, what the fuck happened? 
Yeah, like you don't know I had a mental breakdown last week talking about a win. Like what's like I literally had a breakdown last week. I literally I was like on my floor in a fucking infield <laughs> position. Like, yeah. So yeah. the only calls I really don't like sh- well, I, I mean, I guess I, I I don't always go to my like support coaching calls. I, I don't show up to my mindset coaching calls mainly because I, I want them to have space without me there, you know, just in case. Well, I think that's super key. I never understood why coaches show up to mindset calls that they have co-coaches for because that's like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, you know, there's that, but we could talk forever about courses. All right. So let's, you know, let's just, I got to bring up a, just something that I think is challenging uh, to talk about sometimes with my coaches who are like struggling. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, honestly, holding that vision, like on those days where you just truly feel, and I think we've touched on some of these points, but those days where you really feel like nothing is working, there's no hope, you've invested in your seventh business coach and like blah, 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 you're afraid you can't pay your bills. Like, how do we get out of these like these funks? You know what I mean? Um, like this lack Ooh. of trust and lack of trust in, in their coach even sometimes, even though it may not be the coach necessarily. Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest things that I have really noticed <clears throat> when it comes to businesses, trust really has to start with like you being honest and being real, like open to telling the truth, like really standing in like, not just where you are, but how you got there. <laughs> like sometimes we're in a rut because we allowed ourselves to get there, right? Like sometimes you're feeling this feeling because you made a decision that you know you shouldn't have, right? And so I really think that it all, like it really starts with us really just, I don't know, like I I find that since I've been a business owner, I've had to push and push and push myself to just see the writing on the wall. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, don't, like, I think when you work at a job or you're not like fully responsible for the, for like your well-being in this way that you are owning a business, you can kind of see the writing on the wall, but you can ignore it. When you're a business owner, you got to read it and be like, oh, wait, like, you know, failure, failure is coming. Like, let me read this and do something about it. That's what I think is really big is like for us to have trust, we have to be honest with ourselves. And we're looking for so much honesty from other people that we won't even give to our own situations. We won't give to our own business, right? Um, and not just like try to cover things up, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to overlook that. No, like you got to face that thing head on. I agree. And I think just like keeping in mind, like, or keep it in mind that, you know, keep tabs of your reactions, right? Keep tabs of how you react to different situations. Keep tabs of what triggers you. Keep tabs of like, just all of those things, right? Like if if you keep seeing so-and-so killing it and that really triggers you, maybe mute them. If you see somebody who just makes you feel less than, unfollow them, right? Like there's, but at the same time, if it's stemming from jealousy, let's work on that, right? Like I've had people that are like, I don't, I didn't want to like put this win in the main tracks. I didn't want anyone to like feel any type of way. And I'm like, we should all be able to celebrate our wins, right? And I know that sometimes wins can be triggering for some people because they feel like they're not there. They should be there, whatever. But I think mm-hmm. that that is some inner work. Just again, like keeping tabs of like that inner work that you can do that is not going to yeah. happen likely between your coach and you. Um, yeah. Like call a spade a spade. Like 
Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it just kind of goes back to honestly, like I was saying, but call the spade a spade. Like, if you know you're jealous of somebody, just say you're jealous. Yep. Like, girl, I'm jealous of you in this lounge. You're killing it. People just enrolling left and right. And I got to be out here blowing a horn, in you the know, street. cheering, cheering like a cheerleader, holding in the DMs to get anybody to move. And you just, you just put a cute slide up and they just run into the link, right? Like, just admit that you're jealous. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and it's okay. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's okay to get a part-time job in case I need to say that for anybody. Oh, child, honey, God. Make sure that you, maybe that's like the break that you need to give the people. It is okay to get a part-time job, 100%. When did this become like an ego hit, right? Like I had three part-time jobs and I started my business. Yeah, I'm thinking about going back and working a part-time job now. Primarily because it's like a passion of mine. I, I'm a professor in college. I took a break once the pandemic started. But like I was working, I guess technically you could say that I've had a part-time job almost my entire business. Technically, I mean, it was part-time. It was a job. I enjoy it. Do I need to get a part-time job? I mean, I, I love being a professor. It's always something I wanted to do was to mm-hmm. teach in college. So it's like more of a passion for me. I mean, once my body feels like it's going to be cool and shit, like then I'm going yeah. to, I really want to go back and teach cycling classes, which I know is not like yeah. a full part-time job or whatever, but um Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, so I just had one quick, one quick thought about networking and only it was, it stemmed from your, your like Mm -hmm. live last week that I talked to you about, but I just think it's a really good point to hit is, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I will say I've caught myself thinking these things too. I, but I think I, Mm -hmm. in a different way than what you were talking about in your story for sure. But you know, we all want to network with people that are ahead of us. Right. And Mm -hmm. You know, I think we all are like, how do people become friends? People that are making, you know, seven figures, eight figures, whatever. And like, we become like fixated on these people and and getting in a room with these people. But I just think there's so much to be said for those who are literally sitting right next to you already. Mm, 100%. That's my goal. I I think that too many people are concerned around well I know that too many people are concerned about I need to be in the room with people that are higher level with me in order for me to grow and excel and it depends on like how you're qualifying levels you know so many people have you haven't even taken advantage of the people around you how many of you are literally standing in the middle of the ripest crops of people around you right now you haven't even said Let's go live together. You haven't even said, let's do a podcast together. You haven't even said, let's host an event together, right? You haven't, you know what I'm saying? Like you haven't said, let's do a training together. Hey, I know you have this group program and I noticed that your people could really utilize my expertise. Would love to come in and speak. You know, like what are some ways that you could leverage literally the people around you? Too many folks are trying to go and farm on somebody else's land, and you got crops right around you. Like, you know, like literally, I sit down and think about it. You, We want to be successful by trying to claw our way into someone else's room. And here's the thing. Most of you would get in that other room and clam up, if truth be told. You wouldn't talk. You'd be afraid. You'd be intimidated. There's a few that would talk. There's a few that would kiki just because they have the gift of gab, but they wouldn't leave with anything. Learn and master, right? Leveraging your current space so that when you do get to the other spaces, you go in with absolute confidence. 
And not to mention, like, if you are making, let's say, hypothetically, 20K months and you hop into a room of people that are making 300K months, number one, your head's going to spin. Oh, yeah. And it's it's also going to make you maybe excite you for a second. But I see this all the time. People will go to these, like, conferences, these networking events. Everyone's mm-hmm. making fucking seven-figure months or some bullshit like that. And they come back and they, they think they need to blow up their business and rebuild it because they're doing it all wrong. And, like, sometimes I find that being around those people also creates more doubt for you than not. That's why I've truly designed my business in the most simple of ways, because I like, I mean, truly like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've built it in a very simple, simple way, minimal offers, organic, right? Like, and I'm not saying you have to do that, but I think that we overcomplicate things so often. And what I think is helpful is getting in a room with people that are smarter than you, but not necessarily like leaps and bounds beyond you. Right. Like, yeah. And, and I've, I found that by, you know, <clears throat> let's say you want to invest in a coach, for example, like mm-hmm. invest in the person because you want to know how she or he does it behind the scenes. Like you want to see their systems. You want to see their team in action. You want to see how they coach to make you a better coach, right? Like that is mm-hmm. how, you should think about things. I'm not like, oh, let me hire this coach because they're making eight figures. If they make eight figures, I'll make eight figures. Like you can be a great coach and make less money than your clients. One Look, 100%. When I started out, like I came from working with millions in corporate and I would say it out loud and I still do. I have several clients that make more money than me and I don't care. <laughs> I'm, meeting, I'm meeting my goals I'm excited about my my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel very confident where I am. And too many people, that's why I think that there's, there's too much, const, like, there's too much constant worry about a revenue level in ways that really don't matter, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to networking, you really have to start asking yourself, what is it that I'm looking for? And And also, primarily, what do I have to give? So many people are going into networking, constantly wanting to get something out of it. And let me tell you something. Don't confuse networking with sales. Stop trying to connect with people just to sell to them. That's not networking. That's sales, right? I I get it all the time in my DMs. Hey, I would love to connect with you, blah, blah, blah. The next thing you know, we're talking about doing some market research, right? Or you want to get on a coffee chat and here we go, start talking about, well, here's an idea I had about this program, sis. Listen, an hour of my time is $1,500. Would love to give you the link, right? Like, I don't want to keep having to do these things, but I think people don't really know the difference. What do you think? (laughs) You know, I'm very, I think I give a little too much in my DMs, but I definitely know when to stop, right? So, if there's somebody that has, cause it doesn't really happen too often. What I find that happens is people will message me wanting to get on my podcast and they're like baby coaches looking for like some kind of exposure, but they don't number one, like it doesn't offer me value. Right. So like, mm. I'm like, no, sorry. I mean, I say it in a very nice way, but I noticed that happens quite, a, quite often with me. Um, but what I will say is I don't have people like, cause we've talked about this. Like you have people that reach out to you and like, think you're a celebrity. Oh, it's the weirdest thing. And I don't have that. I have people that like, <laughs> think I'm like their best friend next door. Well, I have that too. Oh, okay. I have, I have all of it. Yeah. I have all of it. I'm not always like, I don't girl. I'm definitely not having that. Like, like, listen, I'm not at that, that point. I listen, I have security. Yeah. I have security at that point. Trust me. I'll tell you. 
But that's kind of my thing, right? So I get people that hop in my DMs and they're like, you know, I've been following you for so long. Like, oh my God, like I was an emo kid, but just like shit like that, where they connect with me on different levels. And then it turns into a sale. Honestly, no one really tries getting me to buy something from them or to sell something into them. Um, I have had people like want me to speak in their programs for free. And I've just said, well, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I've been like, that's a no for me. Um, you know, I just think that you have to have boundaries. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a right way to network. And if you're talking to me because you want to be my friend, then like, that's cool. If you're talking to me friendly, like to hopefully get something from me, just be straight fucking honest. Like, tell me what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. You go into it willing to give something and being open to receive. That's my thought on it. I go in willing to give, you know, whether it's even just a Coke and a smile or, you know, like, you know, like, hey, like I could lend my expertise to your group or, you know, something like that. But I'm also open to receiving. I'm not expecting it, but I'm definitely open to it. 100%. Yeah. Networking is tricky because I think some people just really overthink it, especially like my, oh, yeah. my like introverted clients. They like, mm. you know, squeam at the thought of like talking to strangers. Um, yeah. But I think like the best thing I can say is like try to get out of your comfort zone in little teeny tiny ways. Right. And looking at these people as like seven or eight figure business owners, like I- I'm more than just what I make. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you, if someone were to oh, message that, me. That's what that is. So that is what triggered you in my live the other week. You were like, girl, say it again. Can we talk about this more? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, if anyone were to ever please. message me and be like, hi, you make seven figures. Let's hang out. I'd be like, fuck yeah. off. And then if yeah. somebody were to be like, Hey, you've really like done so well turning a program evergreen would love to like know more about that. Okay, cool. That's fine. Right. Or you know what I mean? Like that to me is helpful, but you know, networking is something that I think I've always done. Like it was, it was imperative. Like in TV, no oh, one yeah. Like in corporate, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, corporate, yeah. You just have to, it's like, it's not about what you know. It's definitely who, you know, all those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. never about what you know, it's who you know. So I think it's just really important for us to really think about the way in which you want to go about it, you know, and to remember that people are people. That's the biggest thing, advice I can give people about networking. People are people. They want to be seen. You know, like I love when people are like, oh, Samasha, like I know you love ice cream, you know, like when's the last time you went and got Cold Stone? Like that's my jam, by the way. If you ever want to like just do something nice, Cold Stone, 100%. Um, but I think that's really the biggest piece is like, remember that people are people and they just want to be seen sometimes not served. hundred percent, hundred percent. So let's kind of wrap this up with our, our thoughts, because we've both said multiple times that like we're everyone's like second or third business coach. So, you know, because it is becoming more selective, I mean, I, I am a huge proponent of hiring coaches, investing in people that know more than you, because if you are somebody that Mm -hmm. still has not done this and you're like, I don't know, I'm going to wait for X to happen for Y. Number one, no, you fucking won't. Number two, Y happens faster when you do X. End of story. But what I will say is the the fast lane, so to speak, is knowledge, in which case you need to pay for, right? So- I would just love your thoughts on selecting somebody who's right for you and not falling into those like marketing influencer traps. Oh, yeah. So the first thing that I would say, and it's going to sound cliche, but it's to be clear with what it is that is holding you from taking the next step, like getting to that next point that you're trying to get to. 
I personally feel like there we have to get away from this always feeling like we want to just go and get all the things at one time. Like, what is the, like, really getting clear on what you need. Like, what's going to actually allow you to get to that next place? I think it's really huge. Number two, um, knowing your learning style. Like, I I have some people who know absolutely that, like, group is just not their thing. So I do a lot of one-to-one, right? they, They just know that. But also knowing, like, what is your style of group if you like group? What do you absolutely need? Right. Like you're a person who absolutely has to have a call every week. Are you good with a group that might only do calls every two weeks? Right. Like thinking about those things, but then also being really clear on outside of it. What is that person doing? Not just what they're selling to you. Right. Because there's always a difference. I think that's the biggest piece of advice I probably could give as far as like keeping from getting scammed. And 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 when you're going to feel like you got scammed is. What what is the person selling and what are they showing you? I got people who sell ease and they literally, if you watch them for a month's worth of time, you'll literally be exhausted. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I find the coaches that. If you guys could see Taylor's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, and sometimes I find that the coaches that are selling ease when their clients leave them, they are so mind fucked. Mm-hmm. I, I can't because I've had to unfuck a lot of them. Mm. Like, mm. you know, and it's not like it just it, it's true. Like they're they're selling this false promise and it's bullshit. And I get so heated with this topic because it's not like I this is no selling point to me. It's just I want you guys to be skeptical. I want you to be skeptical Ooh. of who you hire. I want you to be skeptical of just everything you hear because Mm -hmm. everyone has a bias. I have a bias. You have a bias. We all naturally have a bias, but I also don't want you to hire a coach because you think they could be your best friend. Ooh, listen, look, that's, that, that's a bonus. If it happens, if it happens, no, a hundred percent. And I have clients of very, very few, right? Because that is a boundary, but like, you know, I've had clients that have hired me intentionally because I'm very opposite of them because that's what they needed. And so what I want you to do today is to write down three needs that you have a need for today, a need for this quarter, a need for this year. Mm -hmm. And if a coach cannot help you fulfill those needs or get you closer to that goal, move on. Don't hire somebody because your friend hired somebody or your biz bestie hired somebody. Don't hire somebody because of the followers that that person has. Right. Like, because every time, and I hate to say every time, but it's, it's more true lately than not. Like those, those people that have like more of an influencer status, there's not necessarily much of a proven strategy there because they Mm. didn't really build a business to get there necessarily. Mm. They build a following. Hello. Um, (laughs) That's the key. They didn't build a business. They built a following, right? Yeah. Like, look, Taylor's like, ooh, we're getting somewhere juicy right at the end. My hands but that's are super... sweating. Your hands are sweating. Nobody, yes. because it's a fact. It's a fact. I also want to say, too, don't, don't assume because the price is higher ticket that you're getting higher value. Yeah, Please sometimes, don't do Sometimes y'all be paying for these six-figure accountability coaches. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Like just or just for you to post. Like I invested five figures in a coach. Like don't don't invest just to be able to say that. It's not gonna do you any good. Okay. You want and also to ask about their approach. What's your approach? Right? Like what have you been doing consistently? How do you go about business? What what do you foresee? Like ask the questions that you feel like you would love to know the answers to, but also that means something to you. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, listen, it's not just that you, a lot of you get so stuck on this. I feel honored to work with this person. I also see it as an honor for someone to hire me. And I know that might sound different from some coaches, but if I take your money, I'm honored that you want to pay me. Right. So I'm open to you asking questions. I'm open to you being skeptical of me. And some of you, you let that application intimidate you as if you can't ask, ask questions. Yes, you can. That sales page doesn't tell you everything you need to know. Oh, no. And it's also not a case-by-case basis, right? Like, yep. you know, mm-hmm. that's that's for, like, kind of more of the analytical buyer who needs to see, like, every in and out and also to make it look flashy. And, you know, like, sales pages are sales pages. They help sell. <laughs> but, yeah, they are. yeah, I mean, like, I just think, like, when you're hiring a business coach, like, you know, just take your take your time with it. And like, when you know, you'll know, okay, this is honestly like, um, like, I agree. I 100% agree with that. Like I had, I literally just knew I agree. Yeah. Like it's almost like a dating thing, right? Like you've got to kind of date around and, you know, swipe right a few times and just like test the waters. Like, Oh, nope. This is the one. This is the one. I've been in the streets. I've been looking for my, my right hand (laughs) woman or man. I got her. But like, you know what I'm saying? So just take your time because I think a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are either have worked with a coach, are currently working with a coach. And it's also okay to question like your coach. Can I also say that too? Like, yeah, I love when my clients are like, I don't think I love that idea. What about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love opening that, like that discussion. And there are certain times where I will literally be like, all right, we got to do this now. Let's make this happen. But there are times where I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Right? Like not mm-hmm. a, I don't know how to make it happen, but like, don't, don't let me build your business for you. Like, I want to know what you want, what you want to make happen. And if your coach is just like doing some journal prompts with you and like telling you to manifest some shit, like that's not yeah. what we need. Like, yeah. I really love when somebody has like a bigger vision for my business than me and challenges me to think really big because what I find is you hire a coach typically out of not necessarily scarcity, but because you're like really wanting to increase your income. And that's the only thing you can think about. Right. And so sometimes it's just really nice to have somebody who can see the bigger picture when you can't see it. Absolutely. I think that's really good. I mean, shoot, that's the perfect thing is like, if that person can't really see beyond what you can it's really tough. And I think that if we start asking, asking better questions during that vetting process, more people will catch that as well. Because we definitely, I, don't, I mean, I know I have, I'm sure you have, where you run into people where they're like, this person, I just all, I just felt like they, did, they just didn't really see what I saw for my business, or they just didn't really see it going anywhere. They wanted me to change it to something totally different. And I do, and while I do think that sometimes we might know a little better, than our clients, right? Like we might can foresee some things. At the end of the day, it's our goal to ensure that you're going after what you want, not what we want. I, I, I will say a lot of what I've seen is that coaches are, the coaches to me that are, and again, we, we only know what we know. Not every, yeah. like, I don't know all the answers. You don't know the answers. Like there are certain things mm-hmm. I will tell my clients, hey, I don't know. 
I need to, I need to get an answer and come back to you. Right. But you know, if, if the only answer your coach is giving you is to outsource or the only answer is like, let's start a YouTube channel and TikTok and the, like, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's just certain things, or if you ask your coach questions and they can't tell you how they did something yeah. that to me is a, is, is a red flag. Um, and I only say this because, you know, we're like sounding boards for so many people. And so like, we hear mm -hmm. about all this shit all the time. And yeah. I just want you guys to know, like, there are good coaches out there. Your perfect match is out there. But don't just go for the low-hanging fruit, a.k.a. the ad you've gotten 20 times this week. Like, maybe yeah. search around a little bit, ask some yep. questions, and be skeptical. Yep. And stop hiring your friends and your coach's coach. Hire them because you have vetted them yourself. True. 100%. That's one of the biggest mistakes I think I see outside of what we've already talked about is really vet someone for yourselves. Like, I know we love a good recommendation, but I feel like with coaching and at the level of investment it requires not only in money, but in your time and in your brain power, you want to make sure that it's the best, that it's the best investment for you and where you see your business going. And so I don't think it's one of those things where you, where you just take the recommendation and just go spend your money. hundred percent. I think that that was a good place to end. Honestly, like we've, we've chatted, we've chatted ourselves out. So, I feel like this is the best podcast ever. I know. I need people to listen to all 90 minutes of it. Like, you know what I mean? And if you got this far and you send me a DM with the word emo, I'm going to buy you a coffee. Ooh, look at you. You have a word? You have a secret it. word? Ooh, let's see. You don't have to participate. But you can get someone cold stone. Oh, that'll be great. Yes. If you make it this far into the episode <laughs> and you send me the word abyss. Oh, <laughs> Abyss. I said emo and you said abyss. <laughs> That's literally my word. Send me the word abyss. And spell it correctly. And spell it correctly. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's rephrase. Yeah. The first two people to send me the word emo, the first two people to send you cold stone or cold, send you abyss are going to get cold stone and I'll get you guys coffee. I'm dead. This is so funny. Um, okay. So I'm going to link obviously your Instagram to Masha in the show yeah. notes. Um, so everyone can kind of see, you know, how they can get in touch with you for like VIP days or any fun stuff. Um, Tamasha, I'm already going to like, I mean, I can't say a lot, but I mean, see you in Dallas in December. Yeah, I'm so pumped, man. I might give me some cowboy boots. I actually shopping for some right now. I'll send you the link. Um, Ooh, okay. I get some matching black ones, but Anyway, perfect. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed chatting with you. I'm sure I'll text you like in moments from now, but um, yeah, <laughs> just appreciate you. This is so good. Thanks for having me. Bye. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time. Bye y'all.